after further review as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. <laughs> he is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. After further review, I'm Derek here with Frank Vashner and David the Man of God Harris is on the phone lines. You like this song right that way. Yeah, and uh, got some breaking news. Yep, yeah, a couple of running backs are going to like it that way. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings and Dalvin Cook have agreed on a five year, $62.5 million extension per Adam Schefter. And also per. Wait, she- wait, wait, wait. But how much money is he getting? Right off the bat, He's, is he getting the full sixty-two million? There's got to be something like a signing bonus or something like that for signing the extension. Yeah, what's the guaranteed? Yeah, what's the guaranteed? Uh, this is, it just came. This literally just came across, guys. So I'm working on finding those details. And the other one too, Alvin Kamara and the Saints have agreed on a five-year, seventy-seven point one three three million dollar extension. Wow, blow the dust off that news, Whew, man, David. What do you, what's your thoughts on that? Um. Uh, so Dalvin Cook is twenty-eight million dollars guaranteed in that contract extension. All right, thank you. Honestly, David. um, I don't know how I feel about paying Dalvin Cook just because of his injury history. But when he's on the field, he's definitely you could say top ten, top fifteen running back. Do I think that he'll like last the value of his contract? Yes, I think kind of it's good value, particularly because he's kind of still the lead focus. I know kind of with injury concerns, you saw a little bit of hiccups kind of towards the end of last season. But he, he's, a, he's a good running back. He, he can be a three-down back, but the problem is his health and his availability. And if you're not going to be on the field, you know, 14, I'll say if you're not on the field at least 14 weeks of the season, yeah. Like and again, running backs are always we hear it every year, every time. You know, we see kind of running backs you can find the running back in the draft. It's what happened in Washington. It's really what happened in New Orleans with the rise of Alvin Kamara. And thinking about Kamara, I I think he's he gets talked about like he's underrated or or but like if you really look at his value, he's really kind of that Le'Veon, what Le'Veon Bell wanted to be in Pittsburgh. He wanted to be paid kind of like a top-tier running back and a top-tier wide receiver because in that same offense, he's essentially can line up as your slot wide receiver and be a number two or number three target receiver on that same offense just because of popular for him. So I like both deals, provided both can stay healthy, particularly Dalvin Cook. Yeah, so we'll get started with this. Uh, David, what what division are you doing in AFC? Or are you going to do all of them? Sure, we'll just we'll just run through all of them. All right, so we're going to pass half the offense. Okay, so we got the east, north, south, west. Which one are you starting off with first? 
Let's just get, ease this one out of the way. The Chiefs are winning the West. Well, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, David. You, uh, you, 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 I can't you. really, I can't really disagree with him on that well, unless, on. unless something catastrophic happens. Well, hold on, but this first. Oh yeah, I gotta get the music. This is a presentation. The man not Harris is NFL AFC divisional. Man, I love. I like. I actually like this song though. It's pretty good though. Yeah, yeah. This is a presentation of the National Football League. Well, there you go. Like I said, that's the reason why you're the Monroe County Mason. <laughs> All right, David, go ahead, man. We'll start off with, I guess, the AFC West. You basically think this is going to be easy breezy peasy. That uh, basically, Kansas, Kansas City will win the division. Yeah, and it's no-brainer. 13 wins. It's back from her home. He's going to look at, like, hey, you gave Lamar Jackson the MVP last year? Cool. I wouldn't be surprised if he has one of those crazy seasons where he just lights up stats, scoreboards. And that offense is, like, there's nothing really wrong with that team. Like, yes, if Patrick Mahomes goes down, yes, there's going to be questions. But honestly, you can stick, you know, you can call off uh, any quarterback that's retired. You can call up Brett Favre, throw him in Kansas City, and it'll be fine. You can call up Jay Cutler. Like, like you can find a I quarterback to far. run this one. Yeah. All, all you got to do is throw it, throw it far because Tyreek Hill can catch it because he's faster than everyone. Do you so put Mitch Trubisky? Could you put Mitch Trubisky in this offense? No. So let's face it, Patrick. What about Mahomes, Gardner Minshew? No, let's face it. This is the guy that makes Kansas City go. You sit there; he can give him all the weapons you want, but he makes the weapons look good. And then ever goes to my my question to you, since you already picked Kansas City, is Patrick Mahomes now the face of the league after two I, years? I would say yes because he he is the model of the evolution that the NFL is going like so for. So long it has been, it has been like the prototypical kind of pocket passing quarterback. But now we're seeing, particularly, and it started with like like there were kind of models here or there, kind of the anomalies like the Michael Vick, the Randall Cunningham, the Donovan McNabb. But now, like the mobile kind of dual threat quarterback that's mm-hmm. kind of really elevated with Cam Newton. Now we're seeing kind of with more Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. Now. Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. Like, that's the quarterback. That, like, that's the one that's having the most success consistently so far. And, yes, they're both young. But you can see the building blocks are there right now for this to be kind of the norm. Like, this still going to be kind of the old time. You know, we need a pocket pass of six four six five. Just look at the Denver quarterback situation. We'll get them to them in a little second. Right. But, like, I think Patrick Mahomes – is kind of that prototype, that Lamar Jackson. That's the prototype for what the quarterback will look like moving forward. So, yes, I would definitely say he's the face of the franchise. And, once, and the league. Yeah, the league. I think he is, too. I mean, even though he's been in the league for two years, he's been ripping it up. Already got a Super Bowl under his belt, an MVP under his belt. I think he was the Offensive Rookie of the Year his first year, wasn't he? And yeah. he, and he's, he And he did it without Kareem Hunt last year, which the, the, the running game was eh, okay last year. Just imagine if they had Kareem Hunt, Kareem the Dream. Who just got extension with yeah, Cleveland? Two years, thirteen million dollars. Right, exactly. Now, this here's a question for you, David. Where is Kansas City located? 
in Missouri. Okay, some people think it's Good. in Kansas. <laughs> that was something when when they won the Super Bowl, people was like Kansas City is in Kansas. No, it's Missouri. So, David, you're on point. Okay, keep going. All right, so the second team, I have them going at, at minimum 13-3. and three. Would I be surprised if they went 14-2 and now? Or second team in this division, a little tougher, but I'd say it's the Las Vegas Raiders. What? You think I, the Las mm, Vegas Raiders are going to go 14-2 and two and the only two losses no, are going to no. be to Kansas City? No, he thinks they're going to no. be second in the so division. Second in the division. Okay. I don't think Las Vegas is going 14-2. and two. Like, that's... That's ridiculous. Not even John Gruden thinks that. Right, yeah. Especially him not even having any confidence or faith in the Derek Carr, I've heard. Keep going. Yeah, and that, that's going to be my biggest question. Like, who is Derek Carr? Is he going to be kind of the quarterback that we saw when he was early on when he was having some success, but now that he has weapons, is he going to regress? Is this going to be kind of a run-first happy team? You saw the kind of the rise of guys like Darren um Darren Feller and then Hunter Renfro laid on. It's kind of like that fun wide receiver, Wes Welker kind of mold. Like, what is this offense going to be? Because if it's going to be centered around the passing game because you have these weapons, you need a consistent quarterback. And I just don't know the consistency of Derek Carr. So I don't know if they can win more than nine games just because he's going to be the reason why they lose more than they win. And there's going to be a lot of putting the onus on that defense. But, again, with the defense, there's some secondary issues. They're young. Like, yes, you can be young and hungry, but sometimes in this game, October, November, you need that experience, leadership, that veteran leadership, particularly in a pass-happy system like Denver has, like Kansas City has. You're going to need someone back there who can kind of reel these guys in. But, yeah, I see Denver, oh, sorry, Las Vegas being second in this division. Okay, at least they're second. All right, next. Third, Denver Broncos. I think they'll go 8-8, eight 7-9. Eight, so, let's say, can, what is Kansas City's record going to be? They're going to be first, obviously. You think 14-2 and two or something like that? 13-3? 13-3, 14-2. Then what's Las yeah. Vegas going to have? I would say 9-7. Okay, 9-7. Okay, and then Denver might be 8-8. Eight and eight. Denver might be 8-8. Eight and eight. Wow, and that's again. actually a pretty close division then if you got I mean I understand Kansas City might run away with it but still the second and third team is like a toss up De- Denver I'm not so sure because they reportedly just lost Von Miller for the season yeah they did with the ankle injury so that's really going to hurt their defense and I really got to see if Drew Locke's going to take a big step forward okay well David will explain that though let's see David yeah I don't I don't trust Drew Locke like he, yes he's the prototype but what about his history says John Elway knows quarterback, you know, drafting quarterback. Like, Paxton I, Lynch? Brock Osweiler. Mm. I mean, like. Trevor uh, Simeon. Uh, there is one I would like, I could also bring up, but we won't uh, be rehashing that old bit and keep beating that dead horse. Tim Tebow? Hey, hey, he won a playoff game. So, I mean. He was trash, David. I mean, he was a great college quarterback, but you need and to a stop. great person, but, a great but person. not a good NFL quarterback. quarterback no, he, he, you know, he beat your Steelers, and I know you probably were smirking a little bit. At least he beat the Steelers, but yeah, Tim Tebow was straight dumpster fire, diarrhea water, nothing burger, as Frank says with his Frank isms. He, he wasn't that good, but keep going. Now to the yeah, current Broncos. I mean, that, I mean, that that proves my point. If- if that's the only guy that can win you a playoff game outside of, like, 
Peyton Manning in that defense carrying him. No, he, like, he did hit, the, hit it out of the park with Peyton Manning. Yeah. I mean, like, this team, like, and again, like, you had a young, kind of up-and-coming superstar in Bill Lindsay, but now you're kind of handcuffing him to a Melvin Gordon that really doesn't do anything. Like, and when I say doesn't do anything, like, he gets you garbage one-yard touchdown runs. But that's because, in, you know, with the L.A. Chargers, they were scared to give anyone else the running the football at the goal line, thinking that he was a three-down back when clearly Melvin, like, people in L.A., you know, Chargers fans were not sold on Melvin Gordon. And that's their own fan base. This is supposed to be a guy, you know, three-down back, kind of in that next evolution, top tier. Like, Melvin Gordon's okay at that, to me. And so now you bring him in to the division of Roberts, and now you're hindering the success that Phil Blondie had that he was showing as a kind of potential kind of one of these Young, kind of find a running back time a dozen. And I, I don't know if it's going to work, but time will tell. And then last, the Chargers, I mean, you got a good defense. You got you got some kind of playmakers. Everyone's now apparently on the Austin Eckler train. But I just think kind of in this division, they're going to be the worst of the worst. And so I have them um, 6 and 10, 7 and 9. Here's a question for you, David. Chargers are probably going to go with Tyrod Taylor as their quarterback. At some point in the season, do we see Justin Herbert? No, because Herbert has said during the offseason that he's struggling with learning the playbook. And that's not good. Oof. Like, he's he's having trouble adjusting to kind of that pro-style kind of lifestyle, reading playbook, kind of the developmental, some of those things. Which is troubling because he's supposed to be, you know, everyone would say, oh, he's going to be the heir of Paris. He can be next 10, 15 years. Like, if, if you're hearing the things in the offseason, like, he's really having a difficult time. And so I don't know if this just kind of hurts your jitters. I don't know if this is going to turn into a potential where we're not going to see him for, like, two and three years. But is this supposed to be kind of the guy that you brought in to specifically replace Philip Rivers? Mm, it's not, not looking good. I will have to whole, agree with you there. Situation offensively is crazy. Yeah. So, you, I mean, I, I pretty much have to agree with you on your AFC West rankings. I mean, I think anyone who does think the Chiefs are running off of that division uh, has probably slipped and fallen on their head. So you're going Chiefs, Raiders, Raiders. Broncos, and the Superchargers are going to be last without Rivers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. I'm, a, I'm in agreement with David. All right. Next uh, division, what you got? Uh, we're going to my home, the AFC North. This Again, gonna be, another gonna easy be, one. Well, I don't know if it's going to be easy. It's going to be brutal, I think. This this is going to be a barn. I think this is going to be one of those divisions where the top team might be like 9-7, and 10-6. and six. Uh, I would not agree with that, I think. But I I, I have a feeling who I'm, I know who I'm picking to win this division but I'm going to see what David has to say, say first. And then please don't. Let me guess. He's probably going to say the Ravens. I am going to say the Ravens. Because they have well, duh. the most electric Well, you could player. say the Steelers. Because Big Ben, I mean, Big like, ben the, the is back. The whole thing would be for me to say, Big Ben is back. We didn't have a quarterback. We nearly made the playoffs. Which, you know, Joe Schmo, we were five seconds away from calling Brock Osweiler. Right. And we were almost in the playoffs with this new division format. No, like. Your quarterback was too busy trying to hit people on the head with their helmet. Well, Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what can you say? But yeah, like 
for now, it's, it's always going to be between us and Baltimore for the foreseeable future. I don't care. Nah, I don't Cleveland. know about that one. Cleveland's, Cleveland's got some dogs, dude. I mean, they they got skill positions. It's just a matter of can Stefanski, well, the real Baker Mayfield, right. please stand uh, and, up. And, and, let's face it, you know, Freddie wasn't good k- cooking in the kitchen because he was just straight trash. I mean, he shouldn't have been a head coach. Now he's got a real coach. Let's see what they can cook up now. I, I really think don't sleep on the Browns. They, they, they've got the talent. We all know they got the talent. But we got to also see, like you said, see if Baker Mayfield can step up. And let's see if there could be some continuity with the coaching. Because the coaching, you can't blame it all on Baker. I mean, let's face it. Kitchens wasn't really good. And uh, before that, it was what's-his-face. Um, uh, Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson. That was oh. that was that was hot mess too. That was that more was of a, a soap opera, right? That was a, so, a soap opera. So I don't don't sit there and say that the Steelers and the Ravens are just going to be up winning the division for in the next three or four years because you got to admit, David, the Browns do have talent. It's just a matter of it coming together. I mean, we said the same thing last year, and I said in my preview, everyone's like, "Oh, Cleveland Browns are going to win nine games, ten games," and what did I say? Do they win seven? Oh, six and ten. Say okay, but but then again, you got to admit though, Kitchens. People said that they could win nine or ten games, but also people said it's if Kitchens could coach. Kind of realized Kitchens wasn't really a great coach, good coordinator, but not a really great coach. Now you got the coach in there. Now can they get the nine wins? And you're right, that is a big question mark. Continue. Yeah. So, real quick, I'm going to have. The Ravens at eleven and five, okay. Steelers at ten and six. A one game off? Okay, yeah, but, but that, that's almost yeah. like what I said. It's going to be like a barn burner. Yeah, but I mean, I I think Cleveland's going to be eight and eight at that. That's and not bad. The reason I say that, well, I, yeah, mean, I, I mean, I mean, it's better than six and ten. But I mean, Cleveland fans—they just want to get to five hundred for the first time in kind of time of the year. True. But and specifically, like everyone looks at Cleveland, like yes, they have the talent. But it's, it wasn't the head coach's fault or the offensive coordinator's fault that Odell Beckham Jr. didn't get the target. That's Baker Mayfield. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's one person now. Like, you have to start running back, yes. And you now that you have this offensive dynamic three, you know, I, I two-headed think, monster I, with Chubb and Kareem Hunt, like, how are how you going to give, how you going to spread the ball around? Well, you can. I, I think they'll be able to do it. But I do think, though, there was at times – Baker did try to force it, and instead of Kitchens using his running game to kind of settle down the quarterback, it kind of got to the point where you knew he was going to try to force the ball to one of those receivers. And that's what I'm talking about with the kitchen. I'm not going to, the coaching. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm this, this you know, this NFL football guru or anything like that. I'm far from it. You're the, the NFL expert, but you got to admit with. With Baker being a young quarterback, I think he needed a little bit more of a stable coach that could coach him through those up and because you know he's going to have ups and downs. I think they have it this year, and Baker's been through a, a year of it of the ups and downs. But you're right; I do agree that if they go eight and eight, I know Cleveland fans probably expect them to get twelve wins. I don't think that's going to happen because that division is just so tough. But if they get 8-8, eight and eight, that's going to be a great improvement. And then I would start thinking about trying to win the division next year. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair because at okay. least there will be like some sense of being competitive. being Right, of- right. I'm not saying they're going to win the division this year, but I do think they will compete. They might split 
games with the Ravens and with Pittsburgh this year instead of just getting swept. Keep going. Yeah, and and then the Bengals are just hot garbage. Joe Burrow, <laughs> I mean, you guys know how I felt about Joe Burrow even when he was in college. I don't need to rehash that. I, I could see them going four and twelve. You have them getting four wins. Yeah, I'm I, I, three and three and thirteen, four and twelve. It'll be a rough one for him, but I think Burrow will do a little bit better than what people expect. Yeah, I have to agree with Derek on that. The only the only thing I'm looking for for Joe Burrow is will he be good enough of uh, someone to stash in my dynasty league? Oh. I I just want to know if like one, well one, um, what is AJ Green going to look like? Because he's been hurt left, right, and center. Well, let's figure this. Look, let's look at this. You know, I'll ask you this: a simple question. So let's, I'm, I got the Bengals schedule up, and, and, we'll, and you, you can finish. Okay, they play the Chargers first. You already have the Chargers last in the West. That's not a winnable game. With a rookie quarterback, no rookie jitters, and that's—I mean—that Chargers defense is still top ten. So that's going to come at him faster than anything that he saw at the SEC. And yes, he lit up the SEC, but. Now you got to think of kind of who is his weapon, who are his weapons going to be? Like, are you going to trust Tyler Boyd? Is AJ Green going to be 100% healthy? Yes, Joe Mixon just got paid, but do you really trust him as a three down bat? Kind of, do you trust him to tight end? Like, and that offensive line is still, I mean, Andy Dalton was running for dear life. And Andy Dalton doesn't have any legs to run. So. Okay, what about they're at the Browns week two, 17th? Now you, you you don't have a lot of faith in the Browns. That's not going to be a possible win. Honestly, can that just be a tie? <laughs> Ties like kissing your sister I, as uh, another one of Frank isms. I'm not I, I'm not I, the I, one I, who came up with that. That's, that's a Browns win. At the Eagles, I don't think that's a win. Then you got the Jags. <laughs> the, ja- the Jags are a we'll candidate to go zero and sixteen. There, I said it. <laughs> They've got some. Their their first four games are actually somewhat winnable. But and then you never know with the Eagles because if Wentz is hurt or whatever or has is nicked up, they could probably sneak in there and get one. Remember, there was no preseason either. And I mean, I understand they're doing the scrimmages, but as you've seen in high school football and it's a little bit in college football, when the scrimmages are reduced or preseason football is reduced, the first couple of weeks is going to look shaky. At best, unless you got a veteran teams like Kansas City, so I, I think that at the first four games, you, you never know they could get two wins. Yeah, I, I've been going to one and three, and the Jacks. We'll, we'll get to them in a little bit. At the Ravens, they, they're not going. to. I mean, that's after the Jags game. At the Ravens, they're not going to win. At the Colts, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, I was not. They're not. I would say the Colts probably win, even though the yeah, Lord Philip Rivers is getting up there and is practically old man Rivers. Right. He's still got one of the best offensive lines of football protecting him. Right. He'll turn the football into wine or football into bread. I mean, <laughs> you know, because he's got the Lord on his side. What about the Browns again? They're going to be the Browns that, which, by the way, will have a few. Mike DeWine said they can have a few fans there uh, at home. On October 25th. 
I can see them splitting with Cleveland, maybe. And that's if, you know, Baker Mayfield has one of those games where he thinks he's, you know, he's back in the pack, you know, Big 12 and you know, goes reckless and everything. I can, I can see them splitting with the Browns this season. Titans? But two wins. The Titans over no. the week after. Then they're at the Steelers, and I don't think they're going to win nope. in Pittsburgh. Then they play the Washington football team, which is now they just have a W for their name. What about them? The battle of rookie quarterbacks, former teammates at Ohio State, Haskins and Burrow. In I the got, qu- when the offenses room. are both kind of middle of the road, I got to look at defense. That Washington defense. Chase Young is going to destroy Joe Burrow. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Dang. Like that. I'm, I'm just saying. Okay. Greg Sealer said hi, uh, Frank. Then they yeah. play the Giants. That's winnable. At the Dolphins. Mm, was Fitzpatrick no. still going to be the quarterback or is it going to be Tua? What week is it? That'll be uh, in December. I could see sixth. I could see Tua possibly uh, well, being a starter by that point. Well, by, Unless by, Fitz by Magic December, looks like Fitz Magic. I think Joe Burrow will be in. They're, they're, they're going to be full goal, unless he's injured. Then you go at home versus the Cowboys. Cowboys. Yep. Steelers the week after, I don't think they're – I think Steelers sweep them. Then you have the last two games at the Texans and Ravens yep. January 3rd, which I don't think they'll beat the Ravens. So that that actually, if you look at that schedule, they could possibly get four wins. We've got at least two automatic wins. You've you've even admitted that yourself. And in the NFL, you always a team always gets two extra wins more than what they're supposed to, just because of injuries and whatnot. Especially the bad teams or teams that rest yeah. all their players for the playoffs and and they get a win that way. Yeah. So I'll say, at very worst, two and fourteen. My safe bet is three and thirteen. Kind of. Steelers choice four. Man. But I will see over and under saying five and a half. I'm like, ain't no way they're getting five and a half. They're getting six wins. Who? Not Cincinnati? Yeah. No, they're not getting six wins. Early odds saying five, five that, and a half. That's the that's the pool you in to take your money. Whoever's putting that out there, you, you That's Vegas. Right. The I'll big, see some early Vegas things like mm, Right. Nope. I'd rather take the chances of getting COVID than putting my bet on that one. Uh-uh. That that's a bet I wouldn't take. Five and six wins for Cincinnati? I would I would rather bet Bears in the Bears in the Super Bowl. Bears buying no, the NFC Championship. There you go again. You, you always gotta take you, why do you gotta do that, David? Always gotta put my team. My team and my nothing. team too. Right. Then we're in the even NFC. Though, even though even though I admit that my <laughs> team sucks. Right. You gotta we're talking about AFC and you bring our teams out. Wow, that's a low blow. Well, uh, I mean six rings. Right. So for the AFC North, you got the Ravens in first. Yep, Steelers Steve's second. second. The Baltimore will be, you said, um, 11 and 5. Yep. Pittsburgh 10 and 6. 10 and 6. Cleveland 8 and 8. And yep. the Bengals 3 and 13. Yes. Okay. Next one, uh, which one you got, East or South? We'll go East. Okay. Again, this is another one kind of top heavy. It, it's a dynasty. People hate Bill Belichick for reasons. People hate the Patriots for reasons. Patriots again. <laughs> 12 and 4. They're going to find a way. I can, I, can, I, can, I can agree with that one. I mean, I, I can't dispute that you're picking the Patriots to win it because, for one, 
I can't really buy anybody else because I don't really trust Josh Allen and the Bills that much because Josh Allen cannot throw the football. But at the same time, I'm not really drinking the Cam Newton Kool-Aid as well. Well, it's not so much that I don't trust Buffalo because I have them second. I have them, I have them splitting their That I games. agree with. But I just think kind of in late-game situations, I trust Bill Belichick more than I can trust anyone in that Bills organization because they'll find a way to win. They always find a way, and particularly with that Patriots defense that always seems to find a hidden gem, namely Stephon Gilmore, even though he rocked T.J. Watt's defensive player of the year last year. Like, I think that defense can stymie Josh Allen enough. And even though the Bills' defense is top five right now, Cam Newton always finds a way. And even now you give him Bill Belichick with that mastermind brilliance, They'll find a way to just frustrate the bleep out of you. Mm-hmm. Well, but the thing one. is, can't this is this isn't prime Cam Newton who came to the league. This is a guy who's been knocked down, beat down, black and blue. I'm not so sure that uh, he's going to be as good as people think. Think, oh, well, he's going into a Bill Belichick system with a mastermind, everything, this, that, and the other. I'm, I'm not real. I'm not like I said. I'm not drinking the Cam Newton Kool Aid because, for one, can he stay healthy? That's what's that's what's going to be the end all be all for me. I, I think he can, and. They went eleven to five with Matt Castle. So if you can go eleven to five with Matt Castle in that system, I think kind of a Cam Newton and he can, and Cam Newton still has a lot more mobility than you know a forty plus year old Tom Brady. So I think having that dynamic and now you improve, particularly your running game, and then give him a couple weapons that will be similar to kind of how he had in Carolina. It's not kind of this tall, lanky. It's more speedsters. I think that all contributes to that success. So for me, if it, until you can beat the dynasty, then you just have to say this is their division. Even if Buffalo gives them a run for the money, which I think they will this year. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I think it will be close, but I don't think Buffalo wins the division. I think New England Buffalo are your two favorites. And I think I could probably figure this out. Miami will be third, and uh, the New York football Jets dead last. Do I have that right? Yeah, but only just because I still don't trust Sam Darnold. Because, again, name me a quarterback from the University of Southern California outside of Carson Palmer that had any kind of success in the league. You read my mind. And then, at least with Miami, like they can sneak a win here or there. They're at least competitive. Like, even when they were taking last year, they were still not trying to go out there and like completely be punked. I think the Jets just have too many questions, too many issues, and then offensively, it's way too many questions. Whereas Buffalo has a little bit less questions, a little bit more veteran presence, another year under the belt, and now, kind of, now that they've gotten their guy, now they can really kind of use that energy to really push forward. Well, here's a question about the Dolphins. Do we see Tua Tagovailoa before 
or after week 10, if at all? I'll say before. So I would say before and probably because they'll probably try to usher them in similar kind of any college. Like we see in college, you know, you get maybe like a quarter here or there and then go from a quarter to like a half. And then it could also be kind of go with the hot hand. So if they see two uh, have a hot hand, they may ride him. So it's usually kind of in the preseason, which just sucks because in the preseason you kind of can do like a drive here, kind of back and forth. But you know what you have a fifth pack. And you want to make sure that you kind of keep Tua healthy as long as possible, particularly since he's coming after, they're coming off of that injury. That can limit some of his mobility. Yeah. Yeah, so so your East is going to go New England, Buffalo, Miami, New York. I'm in agreement with you there. Derek, anything to add? No, I totally agree with you. All right, so we've done the so now that leaves the leaves AFC the South. South and the team that I the team that some people thought could win that division ended up uh, losing Thursday night. Right, that would be Houston. Does Houston win this again, or do the Tennessee Titans, who had a magical postseason run, do they step in and take the crown, or does? The Lord Philip Rivers bring the Indianapolis Colts back to the top of the division. I have I have Houston, but only because you can I'm not a hundred percent sold on Derrick Henry being kind of your workhorse, kind of a top five running back in this league. And yes, he had a magical postseason last year. Yes, he had a magical year. Yes, Ryan Tannehill. But at the same time, that was a convergence. Like every year, we see a convergence of magic happen. That's why Jacksonville a couple of years ago was in the AFC Championship game. I just think a big bruiser can only last you so long in this league. And I think with Houston, yes, they lost DeAndre Hopkins, but we, as we saw on Thursday night, David Johnson still has some life in the tank, and he really fits more with kind of that pass-catching back, kind of that fluid system, kind of that spread offense that Deshaun Watson once kind of feels most comfortable running, even though most of the time he's spending half of his life running during the play. My only thing with Houston is durability, because that offensive line is hot garbage. Like, oh my gosh. Like, there are high school offensive lines that you could put in Houston, Texas uniforms, and they would produce better than what consistently Deshaun Watson had in front of him. <laughs> and that's crazy. But yeah, I saw Houston won, and I'll have them at 11 and 5. This could be another close division. I have Indianapolis actually second at 10 and 6 for me. Oh. <laughs> so you're really, you're, so you're buying, I mean, the Colts, I kind of I get why you're doing that. I mean, look, I I know we mentioned Philip Rivers going in there, but I mean, I've said it. The Colts have one of the best offensive lines in football, and I really like a lot of the young talent they've gotten in. Jonathan Taylor, running back, Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver, and they've got some guys in their defense too. So I I I honestly could see the Colts uh, kind of sneaking in there and knocking over the apple cart. 
Yeah, and they improved their defensive line with uh, bringing in DeForest Buckner. I think, again, youth, experience, kind of with Phil Rivers. And kind of, I think, because Phil Rivers is now playing behind a better offensive line, he has some weapons that are kind of similar to what he had in Indianapolis, but more importantly, like he's going to be playing half the seasons in a dome. He doesn't have to worry about weather. And for an aging quarterback, if you can spend more time indoors, that is perfect for you. And granted, like, he was out west, so you would think California, sunny weather, a lot of rain. Like, Texas, or Houston, Dome. Tennessee's hit or miss, and then Jacksonville. Like, that weather's going to help him a lot more. Particularly in the winter when normally we've seen him struggle in those late game situations. Well, you you mentioned Jacksonville. I the, I think I think Jacksonville, I mean, if you're looking for a team that likely goes 0 and 16 this year, it's Jacksonville cuz they have they have basically burned it to the ground. I don't think I'm not buying Gardner Minshew anymore. I mean, he had his 15 minutes of fame for a couple weeks, and then he went to Leonard Fournette, gone. And plus Yannick Ngakwe, who was their best defensive lineman, he's gone. They've they've just basically torched it, and I think they're basically going to try and get the number one pick. Agree or disagree, David? Honestly, I have them going negative three and nine. Whoa! Like, like at, at this point, like, they, they say that, oh, we're not tanking, we're going to be professional. Like, you can, like, there was a stat, and it's been kind of publicized around to the public now. It's like, their last five or six first-round draft picks did not make it out of their rookie deals before they left the team. Most like, notably, Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> like, that is ridiculous. To think, and again, this team... Almost beat the New England Patriots. How many years ago to be in the couple of, he, and then it's been, about three years. Like, was the year that, years ago, I think it was the year that the Patriots ended up playing the Falcons in the Super Bowl. No, no, I think it was uh, after that, or it was, it was one of the, was the one played to play the Eagles. Eagles. Yes, when they played the Eagles. Yeah, like like the Barry the Church Dallas was on that team. By the way, has been so just crazy. That's your team, too. But you know what they say, a Jag is just another guy, and that's pretty much what they have on their team. Just a bunch of just another guys on their team. That's it. That's a Jag. Yeah. Like, at at this point, it feels like they're just doing a fire sale to move the team to London. Like, at this point, just say we're moving to London because none of this makes sense. Outside of if you're trying to completely destroy any kind of fan base that's left in Jacksonville, namely but, like, any kind of respectability within your organization. Like, I don't want to say this is catamount to lack of institutional control, but this is, like, basically saying bleep you to the institution doing two middle fingers and then burning it down as you're walking out with 911 on the phone. Like, that's how crazy this situation is in Jacksonville. And this is supposed to be a professional organization. This is supposed to be class. They say, oh, we're class personified. You know, we have standards, we have morals, you have ethics. Like, you don't, you don't trade away. Like, this is not math. This is not a video game. You don't trade away your best players for draft picks. You don't trade away, like, like for, for what? Like, 
if you're trying to get better on the field, then you keep these guys because they were pillars of your defense, which was your best feature. Like, the offense is horrible. We know that. And then you trade away Leonard Fournette, which is in and of itself, like, like he was at, like, he was good. Like, he wasn't, like, top five running back. Like, maybe, like, top 15. But, like, like you, I, it's bad. If they, maybe they can beat Cincinnati. Maybe. But other than that, like, what win can you find for this team? I th- here here's one for you, David. If you and oh, if you lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars this season, you should just cease operations. <laughs> no, if, if you lose to the Jacksonville, it should be if you lose to Jacksonville this year, you you give them your draft pick in the first round. <laughs> I, like it is that bad. I would, like I would just say they the team should just uh, get how about give them their draft pick and cease operations. Like, I'm, if someone can make sense of what's happening in Jacksonville without kind of PR BS, like, I want to know. Like, I need an insider. Maybe I need to get on the phone with someone from kind of one of their blogs. Like, I I don't know. Because it, it doesn't make sense. And for this team to have been that close to a Super Bowl, to now a fire sale, let's just clear house. Yeah, if, if they get a win outside of that Cincinnati one, I would be thoroughly impressed because this team, I, I don't even know if I should call it a football team. It's just the Jacksonville organization. Like, and even that's nice. That's even under question because the organization wouldn't look this crazy. Like, wouldn't do things this crazy. Hmm. True. Wow. So that was a good AFC preview. Uh, redo, rehash the South for us, David. First, uh, Houston. At, you have Houston. Uh, this this division yeah, is trash. At the top of the division with eleven and five. Eleven I and mean, five. Bill O'Brien and Bill O'Brien needs to have. It should be Bill O O'Brien because he's a boob, right? And what did Hopkins say? Relieved after the Texans loss, he sent out that tweet. Grateful, grateful. And you got these guys going. This could be a division where the division winner gets in. They might be seven and nine. This division is straight gas fire. Yeah, but I I think a lot of people are like so like looking like Grant Houston's offense is crazy, but. Like, the defensive side of the ball, like, they've improved. They look considerably better. Like, granted, they're going up against Kansas City. Kansas City's going to drop 40 on everybody. This well, year. they scored first. I mean, it was 7 yeah. nothing Texans. But I I agree with uh, Frank. Bill O'Brien is a boob. I mean, he, he just is. I mean, he, he, he can't get out of his own way. And I'm actually kind of surprised the Texans even kept him around. But he's one of those guys... He can't get out of his own way. And I met a lot of people like that, intelligent, uh, uh, talented, but they just do something where they shoot themselves in the foot. They just hinder themselves, and he's one of those guys. But, but, you know, 11-5, you got him at 11-5, okay, good. Yeah, because I think the defense is going to win the more games, and the offense is going to make sure. Well, is J.J. Watt going to be healthy? Well, even without J.J. Watt, you still have a solid linebacking core. Secondary is kind of hit or miss, but you now you added 
a kind of a more savvy veteran in Justin Reed, mm-hmm. who can play both, can cover wide receivers as a corner, he can drop back in safety. So there's a little bit more versatility with that kind of back seven. But I think defensively, the strong. Offensively, we're still going to know is Sean Watson. But losing DeAndre Hopkins is going to be big. But I think, and we saw a little bit here with the way that David Johnson is going to be more utilized, similar to how kind of she was in Arizona, similar to how Alvin Kamara is in New Orleans. He can be kind of a two-down, three-down back and then kind of be in that rotation with Duke Johnson, but then he can also be a pass catcher out of the backfield. So it'll be interesting. I just have him at 11-5 just because Deshaun Watson still has that ability to make game-winning drives. And that can't be overlooked, especially kind of in a tight division such as this. Um, Indianapolis ten and six. Mm. Okay. Um, Somebody, wait a minute, wait a minute. With how this league is going, there has to be a division where it can't be everybody's going eleven and five. It, it, it hasn't been like that for years. There's always a division that sucks. So somebody, somebody has to be like a nine and seven. At least you you can't there, there's the way how the schedule is set up. There's no way that I I, I I'm, I'm I'm right, and I Frank. I, there has to be a division where somebody stinks, where either it's a nine and seven, ten and six, and then the rest of them are just straight trash. Like the other three or four teams aren't going to make the playoffs at all. And I think that's the South. There's no way that you're going to have a whole bunch of teams going eleven and five at the top of each division, unless in one of the divisions they go eleven and five. And then the next team has an eight and eight record. Well, I, I see that division as the West. Okay, but we know. But you had Kansas four fourteen and two, and then what'd you have? Las first, Vegas well, at what? Thirteen and three. Thirteen and three, and where's Las Vegas? Three, and then Las Vegas was ten and seven. Mm, okay, all right, I, I go, go with you on that one. Okay, keep going. And so, actually, I can switch. Yeah, I'll switch things around just to go to Houston. I. I'll drop Houston down a win to ten and six. Yeah. Indianapolis to nine and seven. Yeah, that's a little bit because Jacksonville's gonna be straight. Yeah, Jacksonville's gonna be one and fifteen and that's when I'll give them maybe Jacksonville. Okay. And then I have Tennessee at eight and eight, because I just think Tennessee kind of is gonna try to live off that hype from last year's magical run. Yeah, somebody there's gonna be a division where it's bad and it's gonna be some bad and then and you obviously Jacksonville will be the punching bag of the league, but usually I, I've I've seen it through the years where usually there's a division. And maybe if I can go back, let's see here standings from years past and look it up. Keep going, David. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's right. See, I think for me, the NFC is going to have more of that where there are some bad divisions. Like, and I, I don't want to kind of get too much in the NFC preview, but dear God, you two are going to have yeah, like nightmares the, like about the, the NFC North. Like the West last year for Kansas City went 12-4, and four, Denver and Oakland went 7-9, and nine, and Los Angeles went 5-11. and 11. I mean, like that, 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 I understand you can have a top team, but there's going to be a division where, like, uh, or the AFC South last year, I, it proves my point. Houston, Texas went 10-6, Tennessee was 9-7. Then it was seven and nine Indianapolis, six and ten Jacksonville. Yeah, and, and or the, or, kind of, or the NFC East, which you brought up, 
Philadelphia was nine and seven, eight and eight was the Cowboys, and then Washington was four and twelve, and Washington was three and thirteen. Yeah, I think this year is going to be more prevalent in the a in the NFC, particularly the North and the East. That's where I see like the really oh my gosh, like if Buffalo wasn't like this good, then it would be like the AFC East would be another one of those divisions where. It's so top heavy, where it's kind of the Patriots, but even kind of Patriots and Bills, they're a clear, you know, four or five steps ahead of the Dolphins and the Jets. Right. For me. So, yeah, but yeah, this year I think it's going to be the West that's going to be more kind of brought just because Kansas City is just that crazy. And the other three divisions, namely the, well, the other two divisions, so the East and the North, you there's a clear. You can see who the crap teams are, and then you can see the teams that are vying for the divisional trophy. Mm-hmm. And, and then the South is just going to be a cluster bleep, like it is most years. Yeah. So that's, yeah, the, the, that, that's the AFC for you, man. David, thanks so much. We keep going. Yeah, and the NFC, again, quick preview. You guys are not going to like what I have to say about the NFC North next week. <laughs> well, look, we David, we acknowledge that our t- that both of our teams just stink. No, I mean, like I'm gonna. Both of those coaches will not make it to week eight. Oh, that's just my prediction. <laughs> Actually, I would stay tuned be, for next week. I would be very happy if that was the case with my team. <laughs> Team, but I don't think that I, as much as I want that to happen, I don't think it's gonna. Because mostly ownership and GM. But that'll, we'll, we'll save that for next week. Here on AFR, but also, uh, Derek, are we going to do the return of the NFL Pick'em? Yeah, I'm, I'm setting it up right now. All right, good stuff. <laughs> it's good, to, good to finally be back to picking games. Games. Uh, also, also, David. What? What? The one thing I have heard is that this year's rookie class is going to struggle a lot. I don't really buy. I don't really buy that at all. Especially after seeing how uh, well Clyde Edwards-Hilaire did for the Chiefs last night. What do you think? Well, I think there's going to be anomalies just with each, like with each division as there is each year. Like with that running back in Kansas City, like as long as you can be consistent, you'll work, work out in the league. I think any running back would, like any kind of speedster running back, will work perfectly at Kansas City. But that's just kind of the, the way that the offense is. But I think kind of the combination of this being a particularly weird offseason where you don't really have that rookie camp, like you have some kind of ability to kind of get acclimated with your teammates, but usually, like, rookies, like, preseason is there, like, okay, now I can really kind of get onto the field and really play kind of how I might play kind of as a professional, because I was listening to kind of Pat McAfee earlier this week and saying, like, you can be great in practice. You can be the great practice player, but then there are some guys that just don't click when the lights are on and it's actually a competitive game. And I think for some of these rookies, 
it is a reality. Like, this, things come at you a lot faster, speed of the game, reflexes, like all that you have to build up naturally, and that's kind of the part of training camp, that's part of preseason to really help start that process and kind of fast-track it. And so I think there are going to be a lot of rookies that struggle, particularly on those teams where they're called to be kind of the guy. So I think about now that Adrian Peterson is gone, like how what is the rookie curve going to be for guys like Bryce Love and Antonio Gibson in Washington? I think about uh, Joe Burrow. I think, I mean, you talked about earlier with Justin Herbert, like he's struggling. You know, these are guys that coming into kind of the draft, everyone say, you know, high IQ can really reach. He can be a face of the franchise. And so a lot of these guys, because they don't have that, they didn't have that window to really kind of build that craft, I think it's going to cause a little bit of that growing curve. And it may take, you know, till week eight, week nine, week ten, to really feel kind of comfortable because that three or four games that would normally be your quote-unquote preseason, and then a couple, you know, games in the NFL just kind of get your feet wet rather than just kind of automatically thrown into the fire. Okay, you guys ready for the pickle? Let's do it. Hold on. All right, let's get the music going. If we bring back the pick and we've done this the last six or seven years. By the way, some milestones have happened on today or in the last few days. A couple days, or actually, I just, it just posted on my Facebook. Um, actually, on September 11th, which was uh, Friday, uh, God rest those souls that lost their lives in the World Trade Center in Pennsylvania and also at the Pentagon. But the Rockets play Ohio State. Oh yes, mm. I do remember that one. And that mm, me, and, me and David that's went and true. went and called that game down at at the shoe at the at Ohio Stadium and uh Trussell had been basically removed as the coach and Terrell Pryor had been suspended along with Boom Heron and a few other guys too got suspended. Yeah, that Luke, game. Luke Fickle was coaching the that team. team. Yes he did. And uh also today is the day that five years ago that the Rockets beat Arkansas. Oh yeah I I was at, I was actually in Grand Rapids, Michigan that weekend. <laughs> so it's a big day today on, on, on uh, for Rocket football, by the way. But that day, me and David went down there. That was when my car got three hundred thousand miles. We took the old Civic down there. <laughs> it was myself, uh, a guy named uh, Jake. Uh, I forget his last name, uh, but Jake and David and I went there, and we had some difficulties getting the game up. But we finally got the game up. It was our first ever road game as WXUT Sports. Wow, so that that was pretty uh, pr- pretty crazy, um, but you know it it it, it was uh, yeah it it was it was great it was it was the beginning of something special yeah yeah well the Rockets ended up losing it was a close game though but I, I will say this is that I, Ohio State won in fair and square there was some some a couple questionable calls but then again the Rockets as normally they did especially when uh, Beckman was coaching there was always mistakes that they made that would shoot themselves in the foot yeah like I believe didn't no it didn't get, did it get called back when Eric Page ran that punt back and then I think what might have yeah, there was a punt return there was some 
penalties coming up. Yeah, like a, so it, we had to redo. Yeah, we had to redo. It was a punt return from Eric Page, I believe, that would have really changed the momentum of the game. And I think they'd be called like an illegal block in the back or something, something that was very oddly called. But like I said, that night, that day, we actually gained a lot of respect from Ohio State fans because they thought it was going to be an easy one. Because remember the week before, they played Akron and they pretty much curb stomped them with like second and third straight. Although Akron was acrimonious, they were awful. <laughs> yes, they were definitely awful. Yeah, but they, they thought that the Rockets were going to be the same way because they both came from the, the MAC conference. So, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, like I said, we always get to our NFL pick on music. But just want to let you know, guys know about that on, on this date, like September 12th, you know, around this time. So on with the show as we get always with the NFL pick em. We've been using this music for years. Anthony Stang, Chad Zuber. Remember those names? Oh, yes. They've been on it with the pick Yeah, real throwbacks. But now we're in 2020. The new normal with masks and Lysol, but we still got the old reliable NFL pick'em. And guess what's the first game, guys, is? The first game we've got up first is like Chris Proctor, who's also been on this show, who went on the iHeartRadio on 925 and 949 the beat. We got the Sea Chickens, as he likes to call them, or also known as the Seahawks, versus the Falcons, the Battle of the Birds. Russell Wilson, just welcome to Kid. He hasn't really gotten much sleep. I'm going with the Falcons. Oh, okay. All right. David? Never trust the dirty bird. I'm going sea chicken. Mm, he said sea chicken. Yeah, I'm going with the sea chickens. Oh, reliable. Huh. And you said Falcons, right? Yes, I did. chickens and one for the Falcons coming up next we're going to get the next game this is an AFC East battle this could be a toilet bowl battle too Jets Bills can we all agree on this one Bills Mafia yeah David yeah Universal (laughs) we Oh, this is going to be a good one. Battle of the NFC North. They play on Thanksgiving once in a while. At the Kitten Dome. Or as I like to call it, basically, uh, Kitty Litter Box. Bears Lions. <laughs> can At we, the Kitty Litter Box. Can we void this one? Why? <laughs> because. That'll be a good one, I bet you. I don't think so. Mitch Trubisky is toilet. I heard that he has gotten better. And, and if look, not, we got and, Nick and, Foles. And what? Better and what? I just heard he got better. I heard he's been looking good. I that That's all I've heard. <sighs> look, I, this, this is one I honestly could see it ending in a tie because the, ba- the Bears are not good at quarterback. And the Lions could be without Kenny Galladay. By the way, you didn't like that the Lions uh, selected him in the draft. Remember that? Because they thought they could have taken Kareem Hunt. Well, we'll see. But make make up. I got the Bears. 
I'm just going lines because I don't trust Mitch Trubisky at all. I'm not sure team. I get it. David? Uh, I would go tie, but since I can't go tie... Actually, you um, can. I'll go Detroit on the last second, like, long-distance field goal, Matt Prater, but, yeah. Just make something up. The next one. Another battle of, battle of the North. Packers, Vikes. Kirk Cousins. Does he get the Vikings over the hump? This is a big game. Kirk Cousins usually turns into a pumpkin in big games. I'm going with the Packers. Ain't that your boy, though? He went to Michigan State. Hey, I love Kirk, but I'm I'm trying to pick a winner here. Oh, okay. You ain't on Captain Kirk's ship when you need a winner, huh? I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going with the Packers in this one. You like that, huh? You like that. Well, that's an old bit. Uh, hey, but it's still a good one. Just like a good shot of Hennessy. David? Aaron Rodgers is picked off. I'm going Packers. Yeah, he was. I'm going with the Vikings. I got to. It's not a bad pick. It's, it's gonna be a, that's going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. Next one. <laughs> this is actually usually pretty good in the years past, but now that Tom Brady has moved on, Dolphins, Patriots, is that Gillette the best the football team can get? Oh, Cam Newton's debut. This would be this is one if you're batting against the spread, you take the points as New England is minus seven. Spread minus seven over under 42. I think I think the Patriots win. Because they're at home, but I think it's going to, but I think the Dolphins covered. Okay. David? Pat. This this one's a sweet Pat. Next one. Eagles and the Washington football team the dub if i was betting this one i would not touch this game with a 10 foot pole because the spread is philly minus five and a half five and a half is the devil's number but since i had to pick a winner in this one i'm going to take philly david i'm going eagles and it's gonna be closer than the experts think so you think the you think the Washington football team will cover the five and a half? Uh, I'm, honestly, I don't know because I don't trust Carson Wentz. Well, like, uh, David, like I just said, five and a half is Satan's number. Uh, yeah, but that's for the offense. Guess what, everyone? <laughs> I'm going with the W. And I'll put it in there like that: the W. Next, Las Vegas Raiders versus the Panthers. Raiders minus three in this one. Teddy touchdown. 
making his debut in Carolina. Oh, coin flip. I am going to go with the Raiders. You really had that on a coin flip. Yeah, more or less. David? Yeah, I, I would agree. I would have a coin flip. I'll, I'll win Carolina just because McCaffrey mm-hmm. is a dynamic playmaker. You going with the Panthers? Going with the Panthers. I'm going with the Raiders. <laughs> Colts and Jacks. Is this Colts all the way down? If you're picking them to go 1 at 15. Okay, I'm going Colts. Okay. Too easy. Lock of the week. This is my lock of the week. <laughs> Make it my lock as well. <laughs> By the way, they won't be using this song anymore for Monday Night Football. The opening. Ugh. Next one. Browns, Ravens. 80 degrees, minus 7.5. Baltimore, over under 47.5. I'll go Ravens in this one. Too much Lamar Jackson and Hollywood Brown and Mandrews. Who I have on two of my fantasy teams. And their four-headed monster at running back. <laughs> David? One big truck. Baltimore. I'm going Browns. Here's why. Browns usually play well on opening day and have something to prove. I think last season they did actually pretty well against the Ravens opening. Who did they play? Or was it the Steelers last year they played? And they played them kind of close, but then kind of lost in the end last uh, season. Ah, uh, shoot, I don't uh, remember. I thought, it was, I thought it was the Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens and Steelers. Yeah, because that's when Nick Trump went off. Yeah. And, yeah. And, the, and the Browns do that. They They come out strong. Nobody knows what's going on. I think they got the weapons. It's just that during the middle and toward the end of the season, they just kind of fall off. But then again, when you deal with so much chaos, you can't really concentrate. But I think Browns come out with a fresh start and beat the Ravens. Upset city for me. 405 game. Superchargers, the L.A. edition versus the Bengals, Joe Burrow's debut. <laughs> it's in Cincinnati at 405. Uh Neither of these teams are going to be any good. Huh? I will say, hit. I'm tempted to hit the under in this one because it's 41. But I will go Chargers to win this one. David? Yeah, I'm also going Chargers. That defense is too. It's going to be too much. It's going to be reality check for young Joseph Burrow. I got Chargers as well. Um, and then next up, Tampa Bay preview, or uh, Tampa Bay actually debut, Buccaneers, Saints, Battle of the Old Men quarterbacks. <laughs> Get your Geritol ready. And Ginseng I... ready. Tom Brady may not have Mike Evans to throw to in this one. Mm. Which means... What's that Frank Thomas commercial he's in? Nugenics, Ultra yeah, T. Yeah. Get that ready for those quarterbacks. Which means he's probably going to be throwing a lot to Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. That's okay, because I got both on one on my Dynasty fantasy team. But I am going with the Saints. 
Because they're in Dome Sweet Dome. And they'll be going marching in. Also, this is also going to be called the Copper Tone Bowl because obviously Brett Favre and Jerry Rice have those commercials. Copper Fit. Copper Tone is the sunscreen. Right, Copper Fit Bowl because these two guys are going to need it because these are two old men. Copper Tone, too, you know. You, know, you got to get that uh, sunscreen. You don't know. need sunscreen in a dome. Yeah, that, those lights get nice and bright. So. Yeah, except you don't have to worry about ultraviolet. Saints. Saints David. For me in the Ben Gay Bowl, I'm going to go <laughs> awesome. I'm going to go Saints too. I just think it's going to take a while. As much as good as Tom Brady is, it still takes you know a game or two, especially without a preseason, to get that chemistry. And the Saints, I mean, they're clicking on all sorts. Uh, how do you know? They haven't played yet. <laughs> and Alvin Kamara just got paid. <laughs> well, I mean, like, that, that core has been together. Like, they're, they're familiar right. with anyone. Right. It right. takes the game, yeah. Even with Tom Brady, like, it's going to take a while, especially with his old boy Gronk back. Oh, no, I'm going with the Bucks. I mean, bro, I mean, basically, Tom Brady's the GOAT of quarterbacks, and Bruce Arians is a great coach. I'm going with them. I just, I just don't see it with with the Saints. I'm sorry. Um, it's gonna be a good game. It'll be all, yeah. It'll be a, still like an awesome game, a, like a you 40 said. Age 45. Right. It'll be sponsored by Ben Gay, like you said, or Lotrimin AF or whatever. You, 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 you got Epsom Saw as well, so you know, and Copper Fit or Icy Hot. Icy Hot. Yeah, that's true. Or, I, I, I don't, I don't use Icy Hot. I use Biofreeze. Bi- okay. Yeah, but you know, this is this it will be the the old man's bowl, or it could be the gentleman's bowl. But yeah. It's, you know, also probably a, a, a late scratch in uh, sponsor will be Depends as well. Everyone comes to the team and big top hats just like yeah, exactly. 1920s era. 1920s era, that is right. Coming, driving to the game in their McFarlands. Up next, Cardinals, Super Bowl runner up, 49ers. Ooh. I have Kyler Murray on one of my fantasy teams, but I also have the 49ers defense, and I'm going with the 49ers. I'm going Niners, but I don't like it mainly because you guys know how I feel about Jimmy Garoppolo. If I was if I was playing this one, I would uh, take the points. San Fran's minus seven. I got cards. So you're uh, so you're all aboard the Kyler Murray Express. Yes. Kyler Murray Express. Choo choo, bring me in. Eight twenty well, game. Now. Right. Eight twenty game. The Sunday night football. Cowboys and the Rams. By the way, the opening ma- game of SoFi Stadium. Stadium. And the, and by the way, um, the coach for LA, I, I, I think they. He's undefeated in opening games. They're just letting you know. And he does well beginning of the season. Well, he won't be undefeated after this one. Um, Dak Prescott has a new toy to throw to in CeeDee Lamb. 
He's a kind of a he's actually someone who I'm keeping an eye on to win rookie of the year. Give me the Cowboys. And we also know he's pretty he's got fast hands. He can get that cell phone out of his girl's hands when someone rings it. Remember at the draft. Oh yeah. <laughs> He gets it, gets it out of his girl's hands faster than Joe Horn can pull it out. No, exactly. <laughs> David? Yeah, they don't even, they might not even need CD Lamb. I'm just thinking about last year how Cowboys just mollywopped the Rams. I don't see why it should be any different. I got Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going with Cowboys as well. Plus, Jared Goff is overrated. As you know... MNF, Monday Night Football, the first week is a doubleheader. Which I wish they would do that more often. To be honest with you, get rid of Thursday Night Football and make a doubleheader on Monday Night Football. I think it'd work out better. That's just that's just me, fellas. So nobody would tune in on the East Coast because of a too late of a start. You never know, unless you're a real football fan. So why would it be too late of a start? 10, 10 p.m. start on a Monday night. Monday night football used to come on at 9.30 back in the day, basically. You have, it'd start at 9 o'clock, and then after the pregame show with Al Micah and Zonka, it'd be at 9.30 I mean, when the game would start. sports are 8 o'clock. I mean, right. and Major League Baseball, Sunday Night Baseball is 8, you know, 7.05 or 8.05, first pitch. NBA basketball, they got a game from 2 to, you know, God knows how late. On yeah, the West Coast, I mean, the, yeah, people with stay the bubble, up. early on the bubble, yeah, but now that's not the case anymore. But who you guys got? First game, Steelers Giants. I'll go Steelers in this one. Don't tr- I don't trust the Giants, and I know David's taking the Steelers. Yeah, like you, mine is obvious. That's de- that's uh, that's about as guaranteed as death well, and taxes. Well, this guy. This the Giants are straight poo-poo. That's why uh, Eli Manning left. And yeah. now they have Daniel Dimes. Dimes. Right, but yeah, they're not being a steal. And it's, it's, once again, Big Ben is back. By the way, did you see that he donated cleats to his old alma mater? Oh, to Finley. Yeah, donated cleats. Good move. Last game of Monday Night Football, Titans-Broncos. Sleeper. Oof. Denver's always tough to beat at home, but again, I'm not I'm not really sold on Drew Locke. Von Miller done for the year. I'll take the Titans in a close one. Hit the under on this one if you're betting. 41 and a half. I'm actually gonna go Broncos. Just because it's always Monday night football always gives you a random one. And this is probably going to be a battle of the running back. And honestly, I don't know. Kind of, Sometimes the altitude can affect players a certain kind of way. And I think, I think because of the familiarity up there in the development. Plus, I mean, do you really trust Ryan Tannehill? And his knees so, I mean, made him. I don't trust Drew Locke at all, but... Yeah, and like, look, and as much as much as I will talk about Ryan Tannehill on his knees made of Legos, I I just I seemingly could trust Tannehill slightly more than I could trust Drew Lock. Plus, Denver is without Von Miller. Yeah, like this is a still at least the top of but like like you're under Von Miller to keep lost. But I mean, you could even kind of throw in. Um, 
Bradley. Uh, Bradley Chubb. Chubb. There we go. So, like, he's a, he's a solid young playmaker, so you can kind of play that bold. You still have Derek Rolf on that line. Like, you still have some decent players on that defense, especially in the secondary as well. But, yeah, so I, I, was, I was still lean Broncos. But it's, I'm not confident with it. All right, Thursday night football. Bengals, Browns. Hmm? Browns. Oh, that was don't even have a, still don't even have a lineup for this one. David? I'll go Browns, but honestly, I'd rather watch hockey. <laughs> and that's not an insult to hockey. But God. You're saying that, that, that it's so bad. Okay. Well, uh, I'll t- I will have some. And it's also Thursday night football. Like, Thursday night football, when have we seen. You get one or two good games a year. Well, the first Thursday night football game is good because it's the first game of the year. The second one's usually right. But that's the that's the pick 'em. You want me to lock it? Lock it up. All right, lock of the week. We got the NFL pick 'em week one in the books, right on the AFR page. Thank you, guys. Put that on there. My mom put who is playing the Giants. Hmm. That would be David, the man of God, Harris, the Steelers. Steelers. The Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers. Yep. Hmm. Okay. Um, so, guys, that is that is what we got here. So we lock it up. We'll get done with David. Once again, thanks so much for the NFL preview. Went about an hour and 15 minutes with the NFL pick. I'm our last segment. Ah, just really in time is... Frank's NHL power play. Yep. Do we need the vacuum? Not for this one you do, but I mean, if we... I'll try and keep it short and sweet because we got to get a little bit of NBA talk in. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, we do got to get a little NBA talk in. So we'll get to Frank's uh, NHL power play. Make sure you check this out. We got the AFC down this week. NFC next week for the NFL previews with David the Man Guy Harris. He might change it up because after seeing the first week of football, that usually happens sometimes. But anyway, make sure you check us out on SoundCloud and on iTunes on WHT's After Further Review if you missed the show. Coming up next, Power Play for Frank Bashner. We'll be right back. <laughs> 